Thanks for tuning into the China Flexpad podcast. My name is Verena, and today I'm talking with Tobias about his planned retransfer to China. We are chatting a bit about his former experience, but also what kind of preparations he's undertaking now for a smooth return. If you plan to move to China or consider going back, tune into this episode and join our Flexpad community, who are always there to exchange and help each other. But now let's listen to Tobias' story. Hi,、um, I'm Tobias. I was born and raised in Germany. I'm right now 32 years of age, and by training, I'm a process technician for polymers. I'm specialized in thermoplastic and elastomeric materials, with a very strong focus on specialty processes. Right now, I'm working in the recycling industry in Switzerland, mainly for rubbers and plastics. But I'm preparing already during a sabbatical month my return to China, which I hope I can start in July latest August. Already in my、uh, first jobs, I was fortunate enough to deal and gain hands-on experience on specialty processes, and these I could further develop in various industries like the electronic industry, sportswear industry, and now as well the recycling industry. Um, during my first job as a production supervisor,、uh, I studied as well material science. And after five years working and studying, I decided I need a new challenge. I was always lucky to be、uh, part of great teams working on innovative projects. If it's pure luck or skill, I let decide ours.、Uh, I guess it's a bit of both. And I ended up in Germany later on with three job offers, all based either way in Europe or in Asia. So I had an offer from Austria, I had an offer from the UK, and I had one offer for China. So early in 2016, I had to make a decision, and luckily the company in China invited me to make myself a picture. Of the country and of its facilities, and later on, I decided to take the job in、uh, Fuzhou, Fujian Province in South China, as a product product manager in thermoplastic foaming of plastics. So I ended up in mid of 2016 in、uh, Fuzhou and started my probably my best chapter of my life so far. Uh, in in China. Thank you for this introduction.、Uh, hi, Tobias. Welcome to the China Flexpad podcast. You already gave us a very good introduction about yourself.、Uh, you have a very varied expertise, and very interesting to learn that you've already been to China before and now want to come back. So I understand you had three job offers, very attractive job offers: Austria, UK, and China. So. Initially, why did you want to go to China? I know you were obviously looking for some kind of change, but for example, UK also could have been a good change. Why were you attracted to China? Until today, I'm not sure why I made this decision, and I keep simply saying that Austria and the UK seemed back then a little bit too boring for a complete change in career and life. But I never regretted the decision. So and、uh, now you have another job offer for China,、uh, or at least you are pursuing to come back to China. 
what did attract you so much during your time here that you say, ah, oh, I wanna, I wanna come back again? So first of all, I must say my chapter in China got uh, interrupted due to the pandemic. Um, so I never could really finish it. That's probably the main reason why I want to return, but I also fell in love with the culture, uh, with the people, but also with the food. And that's why I would like to return. Yeah, this I can fully relate to. I think especially when you come the first time to China, you explore everything and then you figure out how different things are over here. So my, especially my first years here, they were full of food uh, ex, yeah, explorations and people here are so different, not only Chinese people, but you meet so many different foreigners and flexpats here. This was, I think, the, the most astonishing for me. And uh, now when you want to come back roughly around July, you said, do you do this on your own initiative? So were you specifically looking for a job or did uh, any kind of company approach you to come to China? No, it was again, uh, probably pure luck. Uh, my previous company in China offered me a position. So the same one you were working before? Correct. The same company. It's a German uh, company based in Pirmasens, Rheinland-Pfalz in Germany. Um, and they have various locations in Southeast Asia and uh, America. And for their new location in Guangzhou, China, they wanted to have an experienced flexpad. Uh, who ideally has also knowledge of the industry, the products and the market. So it means this time you're going to Guangzhou? Yes, correct. Um, but Guangzhou, do you know anything about this? Or do you feel excited going there or is it a little bit of uh, nervousness attached to it? Um, I must say it's a bit of a mixed feeling. Um, so of course, most people know Guangzhou as the workbench of the world. Um, that scares me a little bit because it's significantly larger than, than food. So, um, but it also excites me. And you were mentioning, uh, they're looking for an experienced flexpad. What makes this job, uh, so flexpad specific and why do they want to have a, a flexpad on that position and not uh, any other experienced Chinese in that industry? So surely a local Chinese expert could um, handle the, the hard skills, I would say. Um, the Chinese educational system has its advantages and is in no aspect worse than a European educational system. Um, so I believe a local can do the hard skills, but um, soft skills like leading multicultural teams or dealing with international customers and suppliers. Um, this is considered by my company, but I believe also by many other Western companies still better done by a flexpad. And last but not least, it will be always good to have a long nose in a, in a Western company in China. Yeah, as I say, it's probably not only for internal reasons, but also how the company then is seen from, from their own customers, right? I mean, from soft skill perspective, that's probably also the, the benefit that I bring to my company. 
I'm very good in communication. I'm very good in communicating with the headquarter. And that's what um, my, my Chinese bosses, my Chinese colleagues also appreciate. And I think also the mix. I think also for Chinese colleagues, it's good to have some foreigners in the company that brings them more international experience. And you can share each other's experience with their own culture. So it's definitely always a plus. When you first came to China and you said you're maybe not even sure how, what brought you, what attracted you here, but what specifically surprised and challenged you when you arrived? What surprised me until today is the sheer speed, the velocity China develops and builds new things and always with an innovative approach or mostly with an innovative approach. What also still surprises me and um, which I can or which I hope Western companies and Western governments will adapt to is to have a broad range of approaches of problem solving skills. Yeah, definitely. Also, things I think are developing in this regard. What would be your expectation now? So what one thing I can promise you, it's still the same speed or maybe even got, you know, the speed got higher. It's hard to, hard to judge that. But what do you think will be different now than compared to your time in Fuzhou? So I have to be very honest, I have absolutely no expectations. Uh, that's a good guarantee to be not disappointed in the end. But I hope that China is still as welcome as it was back then. And uh, compared to Fuzhou, I will be very curious because Guangzhou is like Shanghai, Beijing, quite international. So it has a lot of experts and I really like to go local. So I hope I do not end up in only the flexpat circles, which I was restricted actually in Fuzhou because you could count the flexpats in Fuzhou on two hands. Yeah, this I can truly imagine. Uh, I mean, I, honestly, I've never worked in Guangzhou, but definitely there's a very high flexpat rate. You just mentioned what I anyway wanted to ask you later. You said you're really looking for more uh, flexpat contacts and also you like to go local, probably like to have a Chinese friends. Um, when you when you go to Guangzhou, what is how do you want to structure your life in terms of do you want to be more together with flexpats or more with local Chinese? Um, how what would be your wish for that? So professionally, I like a good mix, international with, with flex, flexpats, but also with locals. But in general, I always go local. It eases the the language learning. Um, but I think also the, the true faces, the true good food um, and the true culture you only can experience local and not in any tourist area. So would it be also the recommendation to other flexpats to allow more Chinese influence in their private life? No matter if you're on flexpat or just a tourist or on business visitor, go local. Always go local. Thank you for that. So now um, preparing for your for your return, what are the preparations you're taking now? There might be other flexpats who are in the same situation. Do you have kind of a checklist or what are you currently working on to prepare for a smooth return? So, of course, I know already a little bit about the processes. 
Um, so the main task, main challenge is your visa application because you have to align the bureaucratic timelines of um, China with Europe. Europe. Um, so a time bottleneck can easily happen because especially the German government is quite slow. Um, on the other hand, the necessities which you have to prepare and bank, which allows you to, to transfer money internationally, and worldwide health insurance is very important. Um, and of course, this is only my, my personal thing, my personal opinion, I always like to get rid of everything I do not absolutely need. And if I can buy it down there in China, why take it with me? So you follow a lean lifestyle? Yes, very lean. Two and a half suitcases, that should be enough. The most critical thing you think is probably the timeline because of applying for the visa or anything else that, that you currently have a really high focus on. Yes, correct. You have um, usually you have a month time or you should uh, apply for your visa one month before you want to start there and to align this with all the papers you will be needing, uh, which need by now partially be translated. Um, it is very critical. Okay, good to know. And also um, later, if you have any kind of links to share or contacts, which you can recommend, then uh, let's do so. Maybe it might also help other flexpats. Looking a little bit more into your uh, company, and because I think it's uh, it's quite valuable, the company approached you. They want you to be back. Were you able to negotiate maybe even better benefits than the last time? And uh, or do you think even it's harder now to negotiate as a flexpat? In general, it became over the past decade, I would say, hard to negotiate better benefits. So the idealistic flexpat packages with car, apartment, high salary, uh, these times are long gone. They were, I think, already mostly gone when I came first in 2016. Anyhow, um, we all gain our value with age, I believe. Uh, so I could negotiate a very competitive package um, compared to my previous offer in 2016. Um, and in general, I must say this company is, is very, very supportive and open. Uh, so I'm lucky there, but do not expect that from, from every company. No. Definitely. And as you said, it's not only about the benefits a company can offer. I think uh, on your side, as you already know the company a little bit, I think probably the values of you both also match. And to work in a healthy work environment is the same important as having stable benefits. Is there any advice about the preparation for return to China or even about the nego negotiation that you want to share with our community? Anything that you feel this is really important to know? So um, I come from Germany. Um, I'm living now in Switzerland. Switzerland has a very, very good retirement system, in my opinion, better than Germany. Um, not that Germany is, is worse or bad. But keep this in consideration. So you might want to consider to not pay any more in these social insurances. 
If you do so, keep this in your back mind that you have to prepare by yourself uh, for your age, for your retirement age. Uh, this for the financial part. Um, on the other hand, for me, most important part is a cultural training. I see this in general in the industry, in the engineering industry, is a big, big lack in companies that they prepare their flexpats only um, technical, knowledge-wise, but never cultural-wise. So either way, request the cultural training before you start a flexpat job or do it by yourself. I like to, to read books or to, to exchange with locals. Any kind of book you can recommend right now? Right away not, because I'm really bad with names. Look it up and later we put it into the show notes. I think it might be really interesting for people. You know, what are you reading? Um, I mean, also, I read a tons of books uh, about how to come to China. But to be honest, they are like almost 20 years old. <laughs> so I'm not sure if they're still valuable. Um, nowadays, communities like the Flexpad Group are probably the best to also exchange what's going on, how Chinese people change, because I think now also we need to look at different generations. I find Chinese people in the age of 30 or younger very, very different from the older generation, uh, which so they also bring a lot of more intercultural mindset. Most of them speak English anyway, right? Um, so, but nevertheless, have a look. Uh, maybe there is a book you specifically want to recommend. Let me know the title and I'll share it in the show notes, definitely. And if you look at your further career development, what's your plan? Or do you have any plan in mind? Um, no, career-wise, I do not have really a plan. I think I want to stick uh, longer than five years this time with, with my Asian um, facilities. But I have a, a life goal plan, and this uh, would be a little farm somewhere. Farm with animals? And yeah, Yes, so it should be a farm which is basically um, based on traditional farming. So no pesticides, uh, not so many lawn movers, so the goats should eat the weeds. I think this could be even a very successful farm in China because especially flex pets or if I just talk about me, right? Always looking for organical food, living healthy. So <laughs> I think you could even have a few good customers in this country. And also Chinese are jumping on that trend. So, but yeah, I can understand if you're maybe planning that somewhere else. <laughs> looking back at your, uh, at your career or private life, what are you specifically thankful for? Um, so I'm very, very thankful for each and every single job I had for every company who trusted in me because I really had the luck to work on very innovative and, and specialized uh, projects and products. Of course, my experience in Southeast Asia is also one of the biggest, biggest things I have my gratitude for because not only due to business trips, but simply by living in China, you have a great chance to explore everything around Southeast Asia. And I think this has um, made me a better person in the end, or at least a more knowledgeable person. Is there anything you are afraid of? No. Well, I mean, everything can go wrong. Um, Murphy's Law, 
No, I'm not afraid, and I'm really looking forward to each challenge that gets thrown at me. Most important is that you are healthy. So also you shared a lot of good advice in this episode. Whom would you recommend to listen to this episode that might be helpful to them? Well, I think um, everybody who has a sole interest in China, but especially for people who consider um, a job in Southeast Asia. And what would be your core message to our audience? I might be, I might uh, repeating myself here again, but no matter if you are visiting a foreign country or just maybe a foreign city in another province of your home country, always go local. And anything else that you'd highlight to our audience? Be open-minded and do not be afraid of the language barrier. Just try. And if it's just with feet, feet and hands, you will always find a friend. Thank you, Tobias. It was a really well-rounded content and we touched so many topics. I got a very good insight what you're currently preparing, what you're working on. And of course, everything works out smoothly for your transfer. And then we also can catch up within the Flexpit community once you've touched your ground in Guangzhou. Thanks a lot for your time and I hope to see you very soon in China. Thank you. I'm happy to give you an update from Guangzhou in a couple of months. Thanks for listening to this episode. Please recommend it to your friends and colleagues and those who would like to hear more from our Flexpert community. Give us a five-star rating in your respective podcast app so every Flexpert out there can easily find us. Connect with Tobias directly and feel free to ask questions within our Flexpert podcast community how to prepare for a smooth return to China. We love to see this community grow and support each other. That's it for now. See you next time.